Welcome to TrackCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council from deep in the heart of Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for joining us. I am so excited for you to meet today's guest. Shanika Frazier is the Community Outreach Manager for Dallas College. Her role was created specifically for the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development, the ongoing partnership between Trek Community Fund, Dallas College, Lyft Fund, and Texas Mezzanine Fund to implement an equitable development plan in the Forest District, the Bottom, and West Dallas Census Tract 205 neighborhoods. The plan focuses on removing the barriers these neighborhoods face in achieving sustainable economic prosperity specifically with the addition of new real estate development and the expansion of affordable housing options. Dallas College is taking on another significant component of the DCED, offering workforce training programs, wealth creation opportunities, and small business support for residents and entrepreneurs in these neighborhoods through the Small Business and Corporate Growth Lab that they've established within the Bill J. Priest Center. Shanika's role is essentially to spread the word about these opportunities through our neighborhood partners like Builders of Hope CDC, the Golden Seeds Foundation, Cornerstone Baptist Church, City Square, and St. Philip's School and Community Center, and advise residents who are interested in participating. If you're interested in working with Shanika, you can email her at shanika.frazier at dccd.edu. We'll link to that in the show notes. And if you'd like to learn more about the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development and read our equitable development plan, go to recouncil.com backslash DCED. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already or are joining us for the first time. It's the best way to get all new episodes right to your mobile device, and the show is available on most major podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Remember also to follow Trek on social media to stay up to date on everything we've got going on throughout DFW. And now, here's Shanika Frazier of Dallas College, right here on TrackCast. We're joined now by Shanika Frazier of Dallas College. Shanika, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. How are you? I am well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm always interested in engaging with the public, especially about this program. So thank you for the invitation. That's great. We, we certainly appreciate it. I'd like to start by giving you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners. So we'll go the basic networking route. Uh, can you please tell us who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Shanika Frazier. I am the Community Outreach Manager for Dallas College. So I'm basically the connector between the community and Dallas College and the services that we offer. And I'm from Dallas. I'm from Oak Cliff. So I'm a proud native of Oak Cliff. And so I always like to say that I'm not just representing uh, Dallas College with the community. I am part of that community that I serve. Oh, that's that's oh, wonderful. That's um, for our listeners who may be unfamiliar, uh, Dallas College is one of the uh, the partner organizations that make up the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development, along with Trek Community Fund, Lyft Fund, and the Texas Mezzanine Fund. What kind of role will Dallas College play within the DCED, and why was this initiative important to uh, to Dallas College and to your team? Well, Dallas College uh, is a leader when it comes to education on all levels, and Dallas College's mission is to transform lives and communities. The DCED uh, collaboration with these partners want the same thing for these communities that we serve in Dallas County. 
So it was a great partnership to bridge the gap to ensure that Dallas College uh, untapped resources. They have always been available for residents, but they weren't very familiar with it. So we're so grateful that we are part of this collaborative, but it's important to Dallas College because we want the same things. We want people to thrive and be transformed by the impact that we offer. The GCED is centered around the idea of equitable, inclusive economic development within the, the three target neighborhoods, particularly as it relates to developing real estate and then more specifically to affordable housing. But there's also this component of um, you know, professional development and, and individual skills, wealth creation. Uh, why are those such an important part of ensuring that these neighborhoods can grow in an equitable way? Well, I believe they're important because these neighborhoods want the same thing that anyone else would want. They want to be proud of where they live. They want to live there and not be pushed out. And then they also want to work there. And they want their families to receive the benefits of their labor. But they can't do that unless they are placed in a position to receive a livable wage. And you cannot get a livable wage unless you have training and education. Um, I like the fact that DCED uh, started this process with the data report, the community-driven report that collected the information from these community uh, members. For some reason in Dallas County, people like to make decisions for these communities and they took the time for a whole year to collect this information, which allows them to buy into what may impact them. And so they were very clear in that report what they needed. They needed housing, um, but for them to qualify for housing, they needed a job that's gonna give them livable wages to meet the qualifications for the housing. And so I kind of like this holistic approach that says, I'm not just gonna build a house for you, I'm gonna start the framework for you to understand the value you can pro pro provide with your skills, with job training that is going to give you a livable wage. A lot of times they have a lot of jobs that don't give them livable wages, which means they don't qualify for housing, which means they are left out of, out of the opportunity to stay in their neighborhoods. Uh, cost of living in Dallas is expensive. You know, even uh, our minimum wage cannot even afford rental uh, accommodation. So this is very important that one, we listen to the residents and the residents basically made it very clear. We want to stay in our neighborhoods. We want to work. We don't want to hand out. We want to learn skills and we want to uh, be a model to our future generations that, hey, you can do this too and you can stay in our neighborhoods. You don't have to relocate to keep a job or learn what you need to learn to be better for your community. So I think it has never been done before. No one has ever taken the time to ask these residents to say, what do you want? So I just think that DCED finished what they started. They didn't just take the information and say, okay, this is a report that we're going to share and it's just going to confirm what we already know. They made an intentional strategic plan to partner with people who are leaders in this work already because Dallas College has always had job training programs. They've always had small business support services, 
but they were intentional with that and customized that experience to the nature of these communities. Every community is different. They function different. They operate different because their resources and their needs are different. And so I like the fact that they had the wisdom to say, you know what, what we will do in North Dallas, we may not be able to do in South Dallas. And so to me, that says they really want to partner with these communities for them to be successful. And success is measured differently from each family, you know, because where they start is not necessarily where other people start. And so when they made the decision to partner with Dallas College and Dallas College said, we need a community outreach manager that can be relatable, that can meet them where they're at, because I'm relatable because I'm from these communities. You know, I'm from Oak Cliff uh, in West Dallas. Uh, my paternal grandmother lived in West Dallas, owned a home in West Dallas, and worked at Parkland as a labor and delivery nurse. And then in South Dallas, my great aunt and uncle owned a business and lived in South Dallas. So my childhood is touched in each of these communities. So I kind of know the language and the narrative that needs to take place to create that trust. A lot of these communities are dependent on relationships. If you don't have a relationship with them, it's kind of hard to reach their hearts and create a trust relationship to where they're going to buy in what you're offering. And so I think it's a wonderful, wonderful effort that DCED is saying, we're going to take our time to make sure that once we meet their needs, that, that, that we're not done with that. We're not just going to present information. We're not just going to collect data. We're going to take it a step further. And it's very personal to me. So I'm, I tend to really want these communities to be successful. And I will tell them all about the opportunities that Dallas College has to offer because I know what that looks like down the road for them. I know what their dreams are. And so it's kind of hard to not share it because they didn't even know it existed. Normally when I speak with community members, they're like, we didn't know Dallas College offered that. We didn't know Dallas College does this. And it's all because DCED took the time to say, we want these people taken care of. We don't want them to be left behind. And we're going to put Shanika Frazier in her role to make sure we build the gap, bridge the gap. So I'm grateful to serve these communities, but I'm grateful for also the wisdom of this collaborator to say, we have to do this differently than what others have done before. That's, that's fantastic. Um, there, there's so many great points you bring up there. Uh, first off, yes, the, the, the work that we're doing with DCED um, is a continuation of the community-driven growth um, initiative. And um, for listeners that want to read that report, it's available on our website at recouncil.com backslash DCED. Um, the next component um, that I, I wanted to touch on is, is that idea that, you know, Dallas College has been offering these services, um, but through this initiative, this DCED initiative, those services can be amplified um, and, and actually reach the, uh, the members of our community that need it most. Um, you mentioned that your role was created for, um, for this initiative as a community outreach manager. And I know that part of the DC or part of Dallas College's involvement 
um, has been the creation, I think the creation of the Small Business and Corporate Growth Lab. Um, so I wanted to ask what, what specifically is out there for um, members of the community to take advantage of? What, what kinds of programs and services can they be a part of through the Small Business and, and Corporate Growth Lab? Well, the Small Business and Corporate Growth Lab is a great idea. And the reality of the matter is these small businesses need help. Um, don't get me wrong, in these communities, we have small businesses, but they're slowly decreasing because they're not effective and they're not competitive. And the reality of the matter is for them to qualify for loans and grants, they have to have a certain sustainability and operational uh, function that says we are ready to receive this responsibility. And although a lot of these small businesses in the communities have been passed on from family generation to generation, they've just been operating at a minimum capacity. And the answer to support those small businesses is this great concept of the Small Business Corporate Growth Lab. It's really similar to like a co-working space. But what's beautiful about it is it's focused on Dallas County small businesses. It will be a safe space for these businesses to learn, to gain access to knowledge experts, to be able to do their day-to-day -day functioning in a small business. A lot of these small businesses work out of their home, you know, and it's kind of hard to have meetings when they're in your living room and you have family cooking for dinner. So the beautiful thing of, of this concept is you can still function at a high rate of innovation, but you can do this in a professional environment that kind of sets the tone of engagement. The reality of the matter is a lot of these small businesses don't have, um, let's say, a staff, an administrative staff to do a lot of their function. Well, you can come to this Small Business Corporate Growth Lab and get some office space to conduct meetings, to use computers, and then also attend workshops. We're gonna have mastermind groups that is focused on a, a special uh, focus for these small businesses. When I speak with small businesses, a lot of them need those small business fundamentals one-on-one, -on -one, even though they're existing. They've been existing, but they haven't been thriving, really. They kind of cross their T's, dot their I's, but barely not enough to really uh, grow monetarily for their families and for their communities, but they're pillars because of the relationships they've built with these community members. So Dallas College just wanna partner and, and find a way for them to do it better. We're not here to tell them how they should do their business, but we are here to provide options for, for, for them to be aware of what a financials looks like to put you in a position to get grant money or what does collaborating with someone in a different industry looks like in a partnership. And I just think the Small Business Corporate Growth Lab is a great concept, is located in Dallas, is not uh, on the other side of town to where these businesses would have to be in their car for an hour and a half to commute. So it's going to be at the Bill J. Priest Center. And because of COVID-19, there has been some delays in the launch of that because of uh, safety. But we are really excited about what this means for small businesses. Because it's something about fellowship. Remember, these communities are built off of relationships. It's kind of hard to have relationships 
in a professional way when you don't have office space. You People take that for granted. You know, having an enclosed meeting space where you can collaborate and discuss the hard things that happens in their small business. And a, a lot of time they want to learn from each other. And it's nice to know that there's going to be a one-stop shop where they can get all of their needs met, get the resources they need that are available that they weren't aware of in a collective environment, but also independently. Uh, right now in the DOC program, we're providing one-on-one -on -one small business advising sessions. That has never been done before for these communities. Normally they go to a big workshop and, you know, I've noticed sometimes people don't want to put all their business on front street about where they're failing. So one-on-one -on -one gives them that experience that says, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how my money's going out and coming in. Well, guess what? Those one-on-one -on -one experiences is going to allow them to be vulnerable in a space that sets the tone of professional engagement and saying, hey, we are the knowledge experts. And Dallas College has been doing this for a while. It's just these communities and a lot of small businesses did not see uh, the value in it because they didn't know it existed. So I think it's going to kind of be a, a symbolic of a place to go to for help and uh, versus a flyer or versus, you know, a workshop at a, a location that's not associated with what they're trying to do. So I think uh, I'm so excited about it because, again, it has never been done with this type of intentionality for these small businesses. And they are excited. They're hungry. Please don't think these businesses are not excited or want what we want for them. They just don't know how to go about it. And so even if they're not sure or confident of where to go, they'll know to go to the Small Business Corporate Growth Lab to get their needs met. What about what about for uh, residents that um, that need the workforce training? Um, what kind of what kind of skills are we talking about when we talk about workforce training and and helping people become um, employable to the extent that they can earn a living wage? Um, and then what what kind of opportunities uh, are available? Um, what kind of programs does, does Dallas College offer in, in this area? Well, the reality of the matter is people have to live their lives. And when you're talking about these communities, these residents, a lot of them cannot do conventional learning, which is take off to go to school full time from eight to three and still provide uh, income for their families that need it. So the beautiful thing about the job training program, the workforce training program, is it is offered year-round and is accommodating to the group of students that want a certain program. What that means is if you have a group of students that say, hey, I can only take classes from six to nine, guess what? We're going to group those people together because we want to make sure we're a complement to their lifestyle, not a conflict. And then if you have individuals that say, you know what, I can't commit six months to a year to get a training, child training program. None of our job training programs are past 12 weeks. We have a construction and trade maintenance program, honestly, that is only five weeks. So I always tell residents, temporary sacrifice for long-term gain. What these programs will offer is licensing, certifications at no cost. If you meet the eligibility requirements, I'm talking about you're not going to pay for tuition, fees, books or supplies. And that is unheard of because 
it is also catering to that population that struggles with re-entry into the workforce. And so we're sensitive to that. We've never had designated funds that said, we are going to make sure they have a hand up and not a hand out by allowing them to learn the skills that they need to have. Uh, the beautiful thing is for those individuals who did not accomplish their high school diploma, they can start at the path of a GED program at no cost. So it's really meeting people where they're at. If that person is saying, hey, I want to learn this skill, how long would that take? We can tell them up front, okay, this is a four-week commitment. It's going to take so many hours per week. A lot of our classes right now are virtual because of COVID-19, but there are some classes that we have to do face-to-face, -face, in person, such as like construction uh, maintenance trade programs, because they have to use their hands to, to learn the skills. But a lot of uh, other of our programs are virtual. And so I think it's very important uh, when I'm talking with residents, I'm being very upfront because normally they want to know how much it costs, how long will it take, and will it secure me a job? <laughs> and so <laughs> it really comes down to fundamentals for these residents and for most people, if we were to be honest. Um, these are individuals who work minimum wage jobs. Uh, those are the individuals that are on the corner that gets picked up for the day, get paid out at the end of the day. So these individuals want the same things that everybody else wants in this life. They want to have benefits. They want to own a home. They want retirement. And they know to do that, they have to have a certain skilled trade. But not everybody is ready to commit four years to college in that way. So this job training program says, okay, this is what you're interested in. This is what it will take to do that up front. This is what the commitment that looks like for you. And normally it can range from four weeks or it can go as high as 12 weeks, depending on the program. But they know that up front to make sure that they can, it can complement their life. A lot of times we set people up to fail. We don't tell them the facts up front for them to make an informed decision because we don't know what they have to deal with at the house with their family. You don't know what role they play in their community to support others. Uh, and it's really important that we respect them enough to tell them the facts up front. And that's what I love about Dallas College, uh, this opportunity for job training, because they are keeping in mind that not everyone can commit two to four years to college but they still need to live now and not just live. They need to thrive, not just be able to pay bills, but for these housing development initiatives that are happening through DSED, they want to be able to apply for that house that's being built down the street in their neighborhood. Well, they have to do the work now to set them up for that. And that's what we see is that we have a lot of individuals that say, I don't want to move out of my neighborhood and I want to learn a skill that I can grow into. So a lot of our opportunities, you know, I normally present all the programs that are available. And then I say, you know, what do you think the best fit is for you? And we have partnerships with employers uh, that we create and they normally come to us and say, hey, do you have anybody who is skilled in logistics? Uh, do you have anyone that is skilled in customer service? 
do you have anyone that ha that's just received certification for office specialists? And what we do is provide an opportunity to not only give them the skills to do that job, but we give them the life skills, which is interviewing, resume preparation, and we at least get them to the interview phase. Now, of course, they have to interview well and be put in a position, be offered the job, but you know, not many people are going to do those wraparound services and customize it and not say, this is the box. You can only do this class at nine o'clock on Mondays and Tuesdays. It's really a collective effort with the residents. And so I always tell people when they're going for job training opportunities with Dallas College, be honest on your application. If you're a person that needs to do classes at night, say that. Because we take that information to China determine when that class is going to be done and how that class is going to start. So I think it's important um, that the access is there, the opportunity is there, but we customize it. And that has never been done in these communities, but Dallas College has been doing that for a while. Just people didn't know about it. That's, that's so exciting. Um, Cause I had, I had had a bit of an understanding of, of, you know, what, opportunities are out there, but I didn't realize just how extensively uh, Dallas College is, is looking to work with folks. Um, I, I know you've mentioned it already, uh, kind of in passing earlier, um, but there's this, um, you know, this, this barrier for, for us all right now, and that's, that's the pandemic. Um, for all of the work that we're planning, um, you know, our, our priorities and, and our opportunities have kind of shifted a bit uh, due to everything that's going on, how has your team been able to work through, uh, you know, these these challenging times, the quote unquote unchallenging times, and and what kind of wins would you say uh, Dallas College has experienced in this first year of DCED and and in this year of of the pandemic? But can I can I be quite frank with you? COVID nineteen has definitely changed what we envision in this first year with this program. But Dallas College has been doing virtual learning for a while. So our, our shift wasn't necessarily how we're going to deliver these services because we've been doing virtual learning for small business and for job training, workforce training for years. The, the, the challenge with the program is community engagement. Because remember, community engagement is rooted in relationship. It's kind of hard to build relationships through a computer. Okay? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we've had to be real creative. And, and I'm going to be upfront with you. For me in this role, I'm used to being boots on the ground, talking to people face to face, going to events and kind of networking and engaging with residents and community organizations. So I'm completely reliant on our community organizations in these communities. Uh, the bottom uh, with Golden Seeds and South Dallas has uh, community partners such as City Square, St. Phyllis and Cornerstone, and then West Dallas Builders of Hope. There is no way I can get access to these residents in COVID-19 without their partnership. So I just want to acknowledge that we are very intentional with making sure we stay connected with the community partners. I meet with them every other week and we discuss what's happening. They invite me to their community meetings because some of them are still trying to figure out virtual. 
but then some of them actually uh, have transitioned very well in a virtual environment. So when that happens, I've done presentations with these community partners. Um, and then also too, I, every Wednesday, do what I call a look and learn information session in my virtual uh, room where people come and talk to me kind of like where we're doing now for this podcast. And they're able to ask me questions specifically as though I am doing a presentation in person. And it has been very effective. The, the key to that is the community partners. I have to have build on those relationships they have already established themselves in those communities. And thank goodness that DCED had already did that work when they were collecting for the report because it was kind of easy for me to kind of blend myself in with the landscape and create those relationships. And a lot of them, I had already had relationships before this partnership. So if it wasn't for them bringing, literally virtually bringing those residents to me, I wouldn't be as impactful as I have been in this COVID-19 because we still want to provide services. They still need to live and thrive and we want them to be successful. So we kind of have to make it work with what we have. And so the organizations have been pivotal in that uh, partnership. And I'm just so grateful for that because they have kind of met their community, uh, their residents' needs. I say, do you have an email address? And, and sometimes they create the email address with them. Do you know? And a lot of people have smartphones, thank goodness. So in virtual, even if they don't have a laptop, or a computer have access in that way, they use their phone to engage with me. And normally I do phone calls to do follow-up after the information session. So every Wednesday, except the week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas, I am in my virtual room engaging with residents. And every other week I meet with community partners uh, to talk with them. And normally they'll say, hey, I have a couple people that may need this. Is there any way I can uh, set up a meeting for you to talk with them? And I'm available. There are times I've done it at six o'clock at night because remember, these are working adults sometimes. They still got to keep their, their income. Uh, and so I've, I've done meetings at six, seven o'clock at night. I've done at lunchtime. But mostly consistently, it's 12 to 1. And in these communities, you have to be consistent. Consistency builds trust. So regardless of what is going on in COVID-19, I have set the tone that says, you can find me on Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. So even if we've met before, sometimes they'll come in and say, hey, Ms. Frazier, I just want to speak to you. This is what's going on with me. We're good. And then we move on. So it, we, I've had to be creative. And the wins have been so wonderful. We have a community partner uh, from Builders of Hope. And I'm just so grateful for her because she has been key in referring residents to my program. And so we have done some orientation sessions this week for them to start their job training program next week. And I couldn't have done it without her, but she has been a valuable testimony to Dallas College Services. She did this job training program in 1996, started her realtor business, and when this program came back around this year, she was serving the community. And then I said, well, don't you have a small business? And she said, I do. I said, you do know. You're in this community. You can benefit. And she has been my, I call my ambassador for 
DCED, not just as a community partner, but as a resident that's receiving services. So not only is she going to start, she's going to get her office specialist program certification. From that 1996 certification, she's upgrading a little bit to kind of be innovative. And she's getting one-on-one -on -one small business advising sessions because she wants her business to grow. COVID-19 has hit her hard as a realtor and as a property uh, manager. And she kind of wants to expand her nonprofit reach. And so it's just nice to know that not only is she serving our community, but we are serving her. And so she's a great frontline testimony of what Dallas College can do. And we can meet you where you're at. So that was a win for me. I was just, you know, when you're meeting with someone, you get to know them and you say, well, don't you have this? And she says, yes, but I haven't been able to make traction lately. And I said, you know, you can receive these services. So I'm excited about that. That is a win. And when someone says, you know, I have a one candidate with small business, they have a business that continues to grow. But she told me, I can't keep up with social media. My daughter used to do it, and her business is, is growing because she's a hairstylist. She said, but I'm tired of going through her to learn how to do my website updates. And I feel as though I'm not keeping track of my money well. I know what I spend to make these products. I know what I'm charging, but I don't know if I'm really making a profit. Well, guess what? I connected her with Small Business Support, and now she has an action plan to do these things because we call action plan, we create milestones. And so it's kind of like an assignment and we connect them with resources. And then they meet up with our small business advisor once a week to get a check-in and say, okay, what else do you need help with? And so we're excited about what we can do on a one-on-one -on -one basis. But when that small business corporate growth lab, wow, it's going to be a game changer because they're not only going to be able to get that one-on-one, -on -one, they can get all of it. So the beautiful thing of it is you can get small business support and job training. So we have a lot of uh, new business idea clients that says, you know what? People have always said, I need to create my own small business. I don't know what to do. Well, we have an entrepreneurship transitions class that will be starting in the spring that will allow them to learn small business fundamentals one-on-one, -on -one, how to write a business plan, how to set up their accounting, what components do they need to be functional, especially virtual? They're really interested in doing their business virtually because COVID-19 has kind of pushed them out there. Branding, social media execution. So at the end of the day, when people are having conversations about it and they are sharing it, a lot of my engagement in it is I service one and they share it with their neighbors, their relatives, other small business owners. A lot of this is referral based because these communities work off of relationship building. And so I'm excited. I can imagine when we get past COVID-19, the strides we're gonna be able to make to be in, in person. But we are really making strides in COVID-19 that I honestly, I didn't expect because people are ready they're hungry. They just need to know how to do it. So if that means that I sit on the phone with someone as I, you know, help them fill out a form to get them to that next step, that is what I'm going to do. Uh, because COVID-19 can be very stressful and anxiety. And so I just want to eliminate that barrier because the resource is here.
And my grandfather was a small business owner. He was a plumber. He provided plumbing services in these communities. And there are times that I wish that he was aware of the opportunity that was available. I was his invoice person. I, I'm the one created invoices and sent out bills and collected payment. But I could have benefited from learning how to do those things. And, and that's what Dallas Colleges offer. So I'm excited about what we're what we're doing and what we will do in 2021 because we're not done yet. So, yeah, that's that's so exciting, so exciting, and and, and so inspiring to to be a part of from from the track side. Um, I'm I'm curious just as we kind of um, wrap up, what would you how would you describe your overall vision for the DCED? So like, what what does what does a successful DCED look like um, for you and, and for Dallas College? I know for me personally, because I'm from these communities, um, some of these communities just, just look deserted, honestly. And I would love for people to view these communities as assets for those communities. So I would love, for instance, the bottom to have new housing development for those families to return back to these communities, honestly. Uh, and I would love for South Dallas to have more small businesses that provide services. We're in food deserts in these communities. I would love to see a grocery store that provided healthy food that contributes to healthy living. Um, that's, that, that would be a success. And I know DCED is, are doing those things when they support commercial development in those communities for those residents with people who want to partner with those communities. And I think for me, I would love for West Dallas to not be so overwhelmed with gentrification, but find a way to blend both, both sides uh, to where they're family and not just uh, res neighbors. Does that make sense? Where it's not uncommon to see them taking a jog together and having conversation in restaurants and grocery stores. Like I said, grocery stores is a big thing. Laundromats, things that people take for, for granted is a big thing. And so when you hear that Trek is partnering with, with these organizations to open a laundromat, just imagine not having transportation and carrying loads of laundry on a bus on the other side of town and having to do that. That's a half a day effort for some of these members. And so when I hear that they are going to open a laundromat, there's a, a small little dance in me that says, yes. And when I hear that they're going to open a commercial kitchen, it's going to support a lot of these vendors who live and function through food service delivery, especially in South Dallas. We have a lot of vendors that need commercial kitchens to mass produce what they want to provide. There are a lot of times I've gone to events and they've ran out of food, not because they don't want to sell more food, but because they don't have a commercial kitchen to cook the batches of food to be able to effectively sell for an event. And so when you hear those things, those needs being met that some people take for granted, that is a win. We're already being successful with those communities because what happens is, people will look at that and say, oh, I don't have to go outside my neighborhood to get my needs met. 
and that that's a win. And so for me, I want that to happen in all three of these communities. I want people to be able to live, shop, and thrive and engage in their chosen communities because they chosen to live in these communities. So, you know, that's my success. That's my win. So hopefully at the end of this cycle, we can say, wow, and please know I will be doing a happy dance. Every community got a laundromat. Every community has a grocery store. Every community has a commercial kitchen because I know it's going to support. Even every community has a bank, a bank that's going to accommodate their needs. I mean, Simple things like that, that people take for granted, are missing in these communities. And so I, that's my success. Like when that happens, I'm gonna be like, yes, yes, they don't have to go on the other side of town to get their needs met and spend half a day on their day off to get their needs met. So that's, that's a plus. Well, we're, we're certainly well on our way uh, to, to bringing that, that vision to life. And we certainly appreciate uh, your partnership and, and Dallas College's partnership in, in bringing that uh, to life. So, Shiga, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to chat with us and, and uh, enlighten us with, with what, uh, you know, everything you guys have going on. So, th thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity. Anytime you need me, I'm going to email away. That's all for today's show. I'd like to again thank Shanika Frazier of Dallas College for talking to us about her role within the Dallas Collaborative for Equitable Development and sharing her passion for workforce development with us. Go check out our Equitable Development Plan at recouncil.com backslash DCED. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app and follow a track on social media. Until next time, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.